This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Malika Basu. In this episode, I'm speaking to two crucial members of the sensational eye-opener into the world of hospitality, both front of camera and behind the scenes. That was Boiling Point. Finette Robinson and Ellis Barry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Your introduction is brilliant, by the way. Was it? It's just like really well oiled. Well, I'm really glad you approved, Ellis. <laughs> what can I say? He did this on set all the time. <laughs> <getting> <laughs> acting notes. Did he give me acting notes? Uh, I don't even know why I'm even speaking to you because that was so utterly tense watching Boiling Point. I had to do that in three goes. What was it like actually on set for you? Vinette, you go first. For the film or the TV show? The film. You have to start with the film, yes. Um, It was really exciting because it was such an unusual project. Like, when do you ever get to do a one-shot film and an improvised one at that? But it was also incredibly stressful because we had a very short rehearsal window. I think uh, as um, the kitchen staff, the actors who played the kitchen staff had five days. And, And then we shot it over two days four times and that was it so you know there was a lot of nerves but a lot of excitement and exhilaration um and I think the tension that you guys can feel when you're watching it definitely existed in the room when we were making it but it you know it ultimately was so exciting because it it was such an unusual endeavor Completely. And you could really feel those vibes coming through the screen. And Alyssa, it must have been quite weird for you. I, I got to tap out of the film. <gasps> I didn't do the film. I was meant to do the film, but I was uh, opening my restaurant in Liverpool at the time. <sighs> so I uh, passed the baton on to me mate Tom Brown, who ended up uh, doing the actual film. So I got to enjoy it as a uh, as a punter. 
Did you? And, and I think that the, the joy of the film. So I I jumped on the short. So that's where my link was. So I'd done the short. Had to tap out to the film. Got you. Due to opening a restaurant, which yeah got sidelined by. The, uh, the plague that we all know about, but that's a different conversation. Let's not talk about not the plague, shall that. we? We're planning, <laughs> no planning the, the C plague. word. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I had to tap out of the actual film, but um, which I was gutted about. I went to the premiere though. <laughs> I was in the premiere. Yeah. So wait, tell me about tell me about the TV show then. What was well, that? Yeah. That must have been so weird as an experience then. So for me, I jumped. I said I jumped on at the show, tapped out of the film, and then. I got a phone call off Stephen in last August. He's Stephen like, oh, Graham. Yeah, Stephen Graham, yeah. And he goes, all right, lads, do us a favour there. Put my mum in the restaurant for us. You know, this is in Liverpool. I said, oh, by the way, you're doing Boiling Point, the TV show. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Not a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, He's are, just doing it. You are doing it, um, which, was, which was great. I mean, what a hell of an experience. And this was essential to the process. Was it? Tell me more, tell me more, Vinat. Okay. Was it the singing, by the way? Because you have told me he was singing behind the scenes. I mean, the singing was something we had to put up with to get his (laughs) expertise. Oh, no. That comes from the stress. (laughs) Something we had, no. He was a great, Ellis was a great energy (laughs) on set, singing included. But uh, because we didn't have a lot of prep time and because it's improvised, we relied on him so heavily to tell us what we were doing. He choreographed all the kitchen business, but I personally would grab him every two minutes and be like, would this happen? What would you say this? How would you feel if this was happening? Is this realistic? Uh, What would you do here? And that was invaluable to me and to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I think it was was a massive challenge, uh, which I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't think he could do it for 365 days of the year every mm, day. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, it really was a challenge. At the, at the start, I was on sort of consulting, you know, designing the set with the art department, then helping the script writers and then writing the menus. And then we had about a week before, well, it was a, a week when the whole cast got together before we started filming. So I was any bit of free time, I was like trying to get them in the kitchen, go teaching them how to chop and whatnot. But my, my, my role, once we started rolling, I would get in in the morning with Phil uh, and we'd probably film about three or four scenes a day, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. And if it was kitchen scenes, I'd get in with Phil and we'd go through the script and we'd be like, we'll change that a little bit. It's like, we'll change that. Great, great, great. And this is only about half an hour to an hour before the actors came on set. Right. And then what I would have to do then is I'd, I'd put the scene into the kitchen and then create uh, actions for all the actors to do. And then what I'd have to do then was relay the meals and the prep to the uh, to my... I had two uh, home economists, mm-hmm. uh, Liv and uh, Sammy Joe, and they would then get all the food ready to make the, make the scene. And then we, we, we'd do a dry room. And then after that, we'd film. And then we'd have to reset to get, have to get all the food ready of again for each reset for continuity and stuff. So it was re- really great to experience it. But now that I have experienced it, I think... Well, if we get a season two, it's going to be really epic. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, feel, I'm getting better at mastering this little craft. <laughs> I mean, ought to be a fly on the wall, right? And you were picking all this up so quickly, Vinat. I mean, what was the TV series like, like compared to when you were filming the movie? Well, thankfully, uh, well, not thankfully, but the TV show isn't in one shot, so that gave us a bit more space and leeway. Though it was still a very quick process, like. Ellis said, we're, we're still, we were still sort of, there were elements of it being devised on the fly. So, you know, it it was brilliant. It, allowed, it just allowed us to go deeper 
And I think we'd all picked up a working language from the film because I think it's quite a hard thing to come into our process. Like if you were just coming in for a couple of days to be thrown into, you know, forget the script. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Say this, say what you think. (laughs) You know, you've got, um, it was a really collaborative process. So you'd have inputs from people like Ellis and, and our directors and all the other actors. So I think it might have been a bit, Overwhelming. Overwhelming, yes, of course. And being thrown into it at the deep end, it's almost squished in everything about hospitality into one kind of continuous moment, wasn't it? Which is fascinating. Are you actually a cook, Vinette? Uh, I'm a home. I'm an excellent recipe follower. Oh, this is good. This is a good. Yeah, but you're in that. I can't follow the recipe. Yeah, because you can. You, you've just got the talent to chuck mm-hmm. it all together. I love cooking. I love feeding people. For me, it's like an act of love to like put put a meal in front of someone and have them enjoy it. And, you know, I think that's like from my Jamaican background, like I'm a real feeder. Family you know? feeder. Yeah. 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 And so I, I love cooking when I've got time to just be in the kitchen all day and prepare a meal. It, I love it. It's one of the ways I like to relax. What was your first memory of cooking? I don't know. I, I do know that my uh, flatmates from drama school used to laugh at me because I was such a terrible cook. And I think I once brought a Frey Bentos pie, which they were horrified by, <laughs> the pie in a tin. But I was like, what's wrong with that? But because they could all cook, I never had to try. And then I left that house and lived with another girl who couldn't cook. And then I had to learn. And that's when I started buying cookbooks because I love to eat and I just cannot bear food that doesn't taste nice. So I had to learn. Sounds brilliant. And what's <laughs> your favourite cookbook quickly? And then we're coming over to you, Ellis. Oh, I mean, I think my go-to at the moment, if I have time, is the Dishoom one. Ooh, it's very labour-intensive, but um, the results are so good. Sounds fantastic. Ellis, you, on the other hand... I'll have to pick a friend's cookbook, won't I? You will have to pick a friend's cookbook. But that is the last thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about your earliest memory of cooking. Because you went to cookery school at the age of 12, is that right? Yeah. That is... I'm throwing my son out. That's it. He's about to be 13. He's gone. You don't see those initiatives anymore, though. You don't really see... I I, I think I was very lucky. It was a Navy chef that was uh, Steve Jones, who ran a kids' course on a Saturday in Roby Community College in Liverpool. And I think I'd done about four or five terms there, and then it stopped, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. I don't think it was like a government-funded scheme as such. I think the college was just putting it on. But yeah, I was I was in the element. Absolutely loved wow. it. But I I always like cooking. I think the first memory uh, of getting the satisfaction out of cooking is when you're cooking for friends and family, which I think the entertainer inside me is always. Uh, thrived off that well done and that's brilliant and well you know keep going lad and whatnot i remember being and it must have been about seven or eight because it was in the first house we lived in and my mum was having like a garden party a scouse garden party you know not, not, not like the queen's garden party <laughs> it sounds more fun yeah, am well i allowed more, to say that well by the way fun, we yeah. may have to edit this out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it is well i can guarantee the fun yeah but um just to paint a picture but i remember making a a, a fruit salad and I'm going around the whole party and going, yeah, I tried, you know, giving it out to like my mum's mates and I try that. And it could have been rubbish, but you know, all the, yeah, they're all going, oh, Ellis, that's, that's brilliant. Sweet. I'm like, you know, so that, I, I, th- that was probably one of the moments I really remember. But I, I always remember being, finding myself based in the kitchen from a young age, you know, he, he, up on the kids' chairs, helping my mum and that out. 
I'm a granddad. So both both uh, me me mum's dad was a cook in a TA, mm. um, and they done a lot of like weddings and whatnot. Um, him and his him and his brother uh, around their community for people. He was never like an official chef, but he always cooked in in the house. So a male role model was cooking. Mm, I love that. Um, my uh, my dad's dad. Uh, he retired from his from his business around about fifty odd. So when we were young kids, he he saw. I think through boredom, he kicked me nan out the kitchen. Um, and took on the, the cooking role as well. He sounds through. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I need me yeah. one of those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, but both my, but when I think back about it, both my, uh, both my grandfathers were, were always cooking. Not in a, not in a commercial way, really, but just uh, in the house. So it was a very male thing in our family to actually do. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. favorite family meal I think we should probably come back to you now Vinette is do you remember when you were younger like something you guys ate together are we losing that a bit now you know what's your thoughts on that I think um, going to my paternal grandmother's my Jamaican grandmother's house on a Sunday for a Jamaican Sunday dinner was always a highlight because I just her food is just amazing and it just has all that memory of family wrapped up in it. Me and my brother, would that everyone would marvel at us because we'd be like seconds and thirds and we just loved it. Um, and it wasn't something that we got to have every day. It's just something we had when we went to her house. So it, a typical Jamaican Sunday dinner that we had was the brown stew chicken and mm. rice and peas with salad and Yorkshire puddings on the side. Of course. Excellent. Because... We were in Yorkshire after all. So that, yeah, that's the one that I remember that evokes a lot of feeling for me. Uh, it, so- it sounds wonderful and quite eccentric as well, because that's the best thing, isn't it, about the meals we eat here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, how about yours, Ellis? What, what were they cooking? What were the men cooking? Curry and chips, curry rice. You know, the, the thing with growing up, the, as what was I in the 90s? Is that millennial, is it? Would you say? Yeah. Well, 80, probably are, 89 you? I was born, but yeah. I, I sort of grew up in that sort of 90, 2000s. The diet and the traditional British diet then was probably a scouse on a Monday, 
a pan of scouse, being a scouser, a curry. Mm. You'd have a bolognese in the repertoire somewhere, which would probably then get turned into a chili <laughs> the day after, <laughs> something like that. So it was such a diverse group of meals that you had in that sort of late 90s, early 2000s. A bit earlier on than that, we used to have, like it was very much chicken Kievs. Oh, you know, I remember f- those. Fish fingers, boiling the bad cod with the parsley yes. sauce. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. You know, that was our, that was our That's early like days. rites of passage, isn't it? When you go to university, you've got to have boiling the bag. Oh, my yeah. God. God, yeah. I can't I mean, think of anything it, Does anyone now? remember what it tastes like? <laughs> oh, have oh. we just blocked that? Is it collective trauma? And we've just blocked the taste yeah, of boiling yeah. the bag I did cod. have a friend who served it in my 20s at a, for dinner when we went to hers for dinner and I was really shocked and it is horrendous. What were you going to say in her restaurant? <laughs> in her restaurant. <laughs> no, but I was just surprised. I was like, oh, it was such a throwback. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. It's, it's, it's so bad really that I quite chemically. like it. It's nostalgic. So what's your favourite? Do you remember what the absolute favourite was? Is there something you guys enjoyed my, at my granddad, My granddad Jim's, I used to love going for his, uh, he used to do brilliant curry with homemade chips. Chip pan chips. Yeah, chip pan, uh, crinkle cut. Oh no, oh, yeah. fancy. <laughs> and and you know what you need? Like an orange plastic colander and a little bit of kitchen roll to drain the fat yes. off, otherwise they don't taste the yeah. same. <laughs> and they've got to be on cheap white sliced yeah. bread with yeah. loads of butter, 100%. so all the fat from the chips yeah, soaks yeah. into the butter. Stop yeah. it, you're making yeah. me hungry. <laughs> My granddad Bob, um, you know, he was very much pies, roasts, you know, boiled ham, boiled ribs. Boiled ham ribs, you don't get that. You don't no, see I've not oh. heard of that. Yeah. Did you have corned beef hash? Corned beef hash. Yeah. Spam pussies. Spam fritters, yeah. Spam I'm, just, I'm just going to let them just run with this. We're going remaining 15 but, minutes. But, but just even, reliving. even like, what's really nice is regardless of the quality of the food, it always it, the food will always give you a memory, mm. which is really interesting. And that's lovely. And the, your family will take that on, won't they? Oh, yeah. The children will take that on as the next thing. I think yeah. it's wonderful. And so much coming together. Like, look at you both. You're just talking about the food you ate, and you're bouncing off that, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that with food. Do you reckon that there's something in that when you you know when you said when you're cooking for your friends? Do you think there's I it, it, I love cooking for my friends. Mm. Is it the entertainment value? Is it the because there's something really, I love to entertain, but I love that I I love really pleasing people. So what do you actually, even Ed? What do you enjoy cooking when you cook to entertain and feed friends and family? What's your oh, sort of? God, it's hard because I find favorites very hard, but um. I also have a very picky family, so. <laughs> so there's lots of curries and things. But like, I love Middle Eastern food, but it's got to have flavour. Mm. I will get very grumpy if you come to me with bland food. Yeah, good, no. good woman. We like no. this. Excellent. Um, so it doesn't matter where it's from. It could be Thai food. It could be Indian food. It could be West Indian food. Mm. But I, you know, I I cook a variety of things. But I think for me, it's it's the pleasure of seeing people enjoy it, yeah. and the pleasure of seeing people come together around a table and for them to be like oh my god that was lovely this is lovely yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. so in its time that's why I say it's an act of love it's putting time into something to make yeah. sure it, it tastes really good mm. yeah and time. that sounds lovely. Time. The world's most valuable commodity. That's is it, the world's it? most it's valuable time. commodity. So yeah. what do you cook at home then? Because you know these chefs, right, Vinad? When they come home, they eat baked beans and toast <laughs> yeah. and all I've heard. So what do you cook when you're at home, kind of for the family? I've got one sin, which again, it's nostalgic, and that's probably a can of tomato soup. <laughs> You know, oh, that, that, that's my like cream of tomato. Cream of tomato. Okay. Yeah, there are other varieties available, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I am actually really stubborn when it comes to cooking quality dishes at home as well. We do, we do all sorts. Like last night, for example, we I had 
some haricot beans in the dry store, so soaked them. I had some tomato puree to use, a little bit of stock, got them in the pressure cooker for 20 minutes mm. and I steamed some cod. So simple, clean cooking. Oh. I try and avoid too much seasoning because obviously when we've got the restaurants and I'm developing dishes, I am going really big on flavours to sort of excite people. So at home, we try and calm it down a little bit. Um, I find it really hard. Yeah, the I bet does you do. at me. But yeah, we, we keep it simple. Lovely salads, uh, nice bit of proteins again, which we steam, or we we, we try. Yeah, we just try and keep it healthy. Kids love to, you know, we're making homemade pastas. Mm-mm-mm. My kids are good. They love whole fish. So we just got like a nice whole fish bucket in the oven. Wow, that's yeah. quite good. Isn't yeah. it? They don't, the bones don't bother them. No, or... no. Wow. Honestly, I, look, the, the kids, so getting them to eat is always a challenge regardless. Sure, sure. So if they're not in the mood to eat, they won't eat whether it's a chicken nugget or a piece of fish. They just won't. They'll just make a mess. But... They yeah they they they're completely fine with like quality food but if you don't know any difference mm-hmm. then it's harder then isn't it yeah. to to kind of know what what yeah. is different. Like if I, if I put the reject. whole fish out and a packet of crisps, they're going for the packet of crisps. Hundred <laughs> percent. You mentioned the pressure cooker. Is I love that the pressure cooker? I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, you love the pressure cooker. A very underutilized and undervalued Massively. gadget, yeah. right? Would and you say it's your favorite? It's my, it's hundred percent my favorite mm-hmm. gadget. It is. And the reason, especially now when everyone's looking for like time saving options um, and cooking healthy, everyone's like air fries and slow cookers. Like, okay, slow cookers, you can put it on, leave the house and come back for it. But if you want to cook something with big flavor, keeping the flavor, good fresh flavors, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if, if, for example, if I do an ox cheek or a pig's cheek in a pressure cooker, which is a lovely, very um, reasonably priced cut. Uh, might normally take me three and a half hours. I can do that in 35 to 45 yeah. minutes in my pressure cooker, which is no time at all. Yeah. And I think it's, if people are just a bit more confident with cooking, salt, acidity, some flavouring, then you're already there. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I, I reckon, yeah, pressure cooker, pressure cooker is my most used gadget. And would you, Vinette, on the back of what this amazing ode to the pressure cooker that I mean, Alice I'm, has just done? I know, yeah. I've got one and I never use it. Oh, so I'm like, I think it's, I don't know how to use it really, other than like a stew, which you just yeah. bung in. But ox cheek sounds delightful. Ooh. Yeah, anything, like short ribs, ox cheek, uh, beans, pulses. You mean, like, obviously the dried. Yeah, yeah, any, uh, yeah. It, it, it takes, in fact, you know, what, one thing I played with, when you're in the kitchen, as you know, when you're making a risotto, you're over the stove, you're adding your stock slowly, blah, 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 blah. It takes about 45 minutes, start to finish. I thought, I'm going to try and do it in my pressure cooker, which is, I mean, I hope no chefs are listening to this because they will really judge me on the back of it. But regardless, I don't care because it's for the home cook, not for the chef. And 11 minutes in a pressure cooker. Yeah, and it came, came out with a lovely little bite. Uh, little Cheshire saffron risotto. Oh, so, you need um, to do um, a pressure cooker series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need. Would we, you like me to? Yeah, yeah. There's a food writer called Catherine Phipps we've had yeah. on the podcast at BBC Good Food before, and she has a whole series of them, and she's excellent if you're interested. And now, do you have a favorite gadget, Vanette? Uh, I say my food processor. I use it all the time for various different things. I love all the attachments. Does yeah. make things easier, doesn't it? it? Does. I, we've got to love a gadget. Chapati's in a in a so much processor. easier. So can, I, can, I, can I give you an absolute hack with the? Uh, just yeah, talk about... we're, we're here for hacks. Yes. So I went to uh, the, the Asian supermarket up by where I live in Bangor. Peanuts. They were really cheap, and I've been looking everywhere to make like you know, to make homemade peanut butter, and. Uh, 
I was waiting up at the, at the minute in the supermarkets. It's no better off really to buy, like making your own homemade peanut butter than to actually buying a tub of organic. But actually, in the um, supermarkets, the nuts are really cheap and va- really good value. Well, in the Asian supermarkets, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then roasting them, getting them a nice color on them, and whacking them in the uh, as are in the, in the food processor makes a brilliant uh, nut butter, peanut butter or hazelnut butter or almond butter mm. and you can make loads of it. So rather than paying like £10 for like a kilo for organic peanut butter, you're paying probably like half that. Excellent. Well, that's a top two. Two hacks. It yeah, is two hacks. A... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you haven't told me what your favourite cookbook is yet, by the way. I've just realised that. We're skipping. This is all flying off in different directions. Yeah. I, I don't really tap into cookbooks loads. I uh, I collect them. But I flick through them. I don't really tap into the recipes. Sure. Probably the most used over the years, I would say, is Eleven Madison, uh, Daniel Hum. Ooh. Uh, that's me go to. I think the recipes are just solid in there. My favourite home cook who really got me um, inspired as a kid, I'd have to say Jamie Oliver, all day. You know, Naked Chef, remember? Yeah, yeah. But like, back I think I think day. I was uh, ten when his first cookbook came. Don't out. please! Yeah. I've suddenly felt <laughs> yeah. so yeah. old. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, if, if there was one guy who got me cooking, hundred percent, I was obsessed with him as a kid. Um, do, doing all his recipes at home and whatnot, uh, watching his live shows on DVD, and then through that was then like Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. And then as as I've progressed in the chef route, I've never I don't really followed the domestic books as much. But when I have, I've always thought Otto Lenghi's are really good. I think his mm, recipes are always very consistent. Very good. Do you use? I have, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought you might yeah. do yeah. if you're into flavor. Then Vinette, that's flavor a and good recipes. One. Recipes are always, always seem spot solid. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah, I like, I like sort of robbing a few of his ideas. Yeah. And I mean, a bit with of this, the cookbooks, you just need them to work, don't you? I mean, Vinette, for you, like if you're you're busy, if you're going to use a cookbook, you want one you can really trust, right? Like, yeah, that's gotta exactly. Be. And yeah, he's he's a great example, actually. I've got a few of his. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I said it first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take you out of this kitchen and cooking talk. I just want to ask you about projects you're working on at the moment that you're excited about, that you'd love to share. Anything more you want to tell us about the series? Um, Vinette, let's start with you. Well, yeah, I think we're all really proud of the series. I think the ethos from the film, we've taken that into the show. And um, it just meant a lot to us. And I think it's just been really exciting for us to show all these characters, a slice of life from all these characters and to have a bit more of a window into their worlds. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see how people respond because we had such an amazing response to the film. It'd be interesting to see how they find revisiting the characters in their TV show. Uh, and I'm also uh, filming a, a TV show called The Gathering up in Liverpool, Ooh. Alice's hometown, um, <laughs> which is a brilliant script uh, about parents and children and control and how we try and, you know, steer their lives and and the sort of calamities that can come from that. Sounds fascinating and all my very best with that. So what's happening with you at the moment, Alice? What are you excited about? Well, I'm in like a consolidation period at the minute. Got loads coming up. We've had to unfortunately close the restaurants, but we're in regrouping stage really. So, you know, at the minute, as much as I want to open a restaurant, 
there's loads of other things that we can do and just take we're just taking a bit more slow like a bit more of a slow approach so i'd love to reopen the marim grass because that that's me baby mm-hmm. uh, but that, that could be a few years off needs big investments and whatnot um but during that time right now i'm doing a lot of consultancy for other people i want to try and start focusing more on the media i'm in a i'm in a fortunate position where i can take the time to maybe focus on doing a bit of youtube do you know Romy Gill? I do, well, yes. Romy, Romy keeps pestering me to do a cookbook. So I'm just, uh, I say, Romy, can you do the proposal for me? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. You're really good at all this like writing and whatnot. Oh. But no, uh, she, she keeps hounding me for a cookbook. So I need to sit down and uh, really think into that. But yeah, I, 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 want, to, I want to explore uh, that side of it. You know, really big on eating your postcode and that sort of links between North Wales and the Northwest. Um, and I really have a, um, a big passion about education and sort of legacy. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm focusing on that at the minute. Lots of different options there yeah. for you. And I'm doing pop ups left, right, and centre. So on Anglesey, I've got I've got a new pop up starting in October. Great, I think. great. So, so just keeping in it. Uh, I've got rapid fire questions now, which you are really going to struggle with, <laughs> and uh, but you're not allowed to give me long answers to these <laughs> short questions. So. Uh, I'm going to shout the question and then rapid fire, Vinet Atlas, yes. Um, guilty pleasure, what do you eat when no one's looking? Oh, I, I, do you know what? I'll go back to the chip butty on white bread. Okay, sounds great. Ellis. Oh, what do I love? I love a pork pie. Pork pie, very good. Music you listen to when you're cooking? I listen, can I say, a radio show? Yes. Uh, Lisa Tarbuck's Saturday radio show. I love sounds listening. fabulous. Ellis? At the minute, I'm sort of back into Britpop. Pop. Yeah, Lightning Seeds, Pulp, oh. um, Oasis, you know. Why not? Why not? Yeah. How do you relax? Uh, cooking, flopping in front of rubbish TV, you know, <laughs> walking, out walking in nature. <laughs> Sounds great. Tell us. I don't really. <laughs> you don't? No, I, I, I do do it. Cook, cooking really uh, reigns me in and I've started getting back into the gym and whatnot. But yeah, I love being out, out and about. Mm. Gardening. Gar- yeah. Gardening's a good one, isn't it? Oh, I'm oh the sea. Now. The sea. Okay. Love the sea. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Rapid Can't beat the sea. Rapid fire. Um, <laughs> your last kitchen disaster. Oh, I was trying, from Ottolenghi, trying to do his broccoli where you sear it on the griddle pan, but I didn't dry it. And our first hot fat water Ooh. fire. Yeah, didn't get hurt, did you? <laughs> no one got hurt, thankfully. Okay, no one got hurt. There were no, there were no injuries to report. Ellis? Uh, boiling point. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, oh, what was my last disaster? I, I do make a few bad ones when I'm not really concentrating, where I might just put a handful of salt in by accident or something like that. But I think Charlotte, my missus, will be uh, much more be- uh, suited for telling you what the disaster was. She'd probably have a long She'll list have a of long them, list, to be honest. Yeah. Well, actually, I'll tell you what was a bit of a disaster because I was trying to be healthy. I made a, um, like a banana, oat, flapjacky thing the other day and it was, oh, it was it was really terrible. It had no sugar in or anything. I was like, nah, stick with the good stuff. That it's, was a disaster. That is a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Favourite thing to watch on telly, you can't say boiling point. Guilty pleasure, selling sunset. Nice. No, work. it's absolute trash. It's, it's but when you need to find it, terrible. I can't it believe you just admitted that. I don't care. <laughs> Ellis, oh, guilty pleasure. I'll always throw on um, Shawshank Redemption constantly. That is like my. Oh, source he went of... highbrow. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I got standards. He's really, he's really making us look bad, isn't no, he? I'm into Outlander. Are you? Yeah, it's quite addictive. I've heard. Got, you yeah. get really into I got, it. Don't I'm you? into that. Huh. 
Okay, that's it now. Rapid fire is over. <laughs> what is this? This rapid fire. I feel, I feel like on the way home going. Oh, there it is. That's the one. <laughs> Guys, you've been absolutely wonderful, Doctor. And something tells me we'd have been here a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but thank you so much for your time and good luck with the the series. And here's to series number two as well in the future. Thank you so much thank for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the BBC Good Food Podcast. If you'd like to hear more podcasts, subscribe now so you're always up to date. And don't forget our bonus recipe episode is out on Thursday. Bye for now. Bye.